So I'm actually drinking, I'm, I know you don't want to talk about drinks, but I'm drinking caffeinated tea right now. Like I'm drinking caffeine at 6.24 p.m. On, on a Thursday for two reasons. One, my children are off school tomorrow because the Braves won the World Series. Yeah, I heard about that. I heard some parents are happy about it. And then well, some parents are like, what the F? Yeah, I mean, look, I'll be honest with you. I'm split. I'm split on the topic because do I like getting up at six in the goddamn morning to get my kids off school? No. Why does school have to start that early? Like, who, Why? who are we serving? Like, do our brains really function that well that early in the morning? Also, related topic, which we can get to late later, but do people really, are they really capable of working eight hours a day? Like who came up with the eight hour work day? Yeah, anyway, no, it's, it's fucking bullshit. It's all fucking bullshit. Like we we shouldn't be slaves to the system of your employment or school. Um, no. But on the other hand, get these kids out of my fucking house. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so I'm happy to not be waking up early tomorrow, but uh, I, now my kids are going to be home and I still have to work. It's not like I got the day off. Like I still have work to do. Yeah. Why? Why I mean, I'm working from home, at least. A lot of parents off. are like, what the fuck am I supposed to do now? now so why- people are signing up for camps, day camp tomorrow. They got to pay a camp, the camp to watch their kids. So they can go to fucking work tomorrow. So, like, what is the deal with letting the kids off but not letting any of the adults off? Yeah, why are we not given a day off? Like, if, if, if the kids are off, why don't we get all get the day off? I mean, you know me, Sarah. I don't really take a day off. Like, I got shit to do. I got... I got to do grading. I've got some shit to do for our, our films that we're working on. I got a lot of, I got to write a, I got to redo the synopsis for our feature. I got a bunch of shit to do. Um, but uh, anyways, the kids are not here. I, but the real reason I'm drinking this caffeinated tea is because after our podcast, you're going to, this is going to sound insane. After you and I record the show, Chris and I are going to see the Eternals. Wow. Yeah. Got to get you out of here. No, don't, don't. I want to talk about this. I made sure okay. that the movie doesn't start until nine, so I have plenty okay. of time uh, to do that. Uh, it's very late, and apparently this movie is like two hours and 45 minutes long, or 37 minutes long. You know what's longer than that, though? Lord of the Rings. House of Gucci. <laughs> really? Yes. How long is it? It's two hours and 47 minutes long. Wow. That's almost a three-hour movie. That's three hours of Gaga and Adam. I don't understand these long mo- 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 movies. Like, like if I can't work more than an hour and a half at a time without taking a break, like I, I can't watch a mo- a movie for more than an hour and a half. We sh- at a there time. should be a there should be a break. You should there should be an intermission. Like it's like Shakespeare at this point. We should have an intermission so people can go out, grab a brownie, Bathroom. take a shit, pee. Yeah. I mean, I have not been drink. I didn't drink a drop of water before going into Dune. Like, that's the thing is you have to be anxious about having to pee during mm-hmm. a movie. Like, you shouldn't have to be anxious about that. You want to know my theory as to why I think uh, movies have gotten longer? What? Because of the popularity of episodic storytelling. Mm-hmm. I think that our stories have gotten alternatively longer and shorter. So it's either I'm watching a one minute TikTok video or I'm watching a six part series. Yeah. And so I think movies have also gotten longer, but a movie is not a series. No, but don't make it a series. I will watch two hours of four and 47 minutes of Adam driver and lady Gaga happily. That's true. 
Like I that I will be happy about. Dune. I'll watch four hours of them. Oh, yeah. Give me four hours. Give me the uncut. Give me the uncircumcised version of House of Gucci, if you know what I'm saying. Give me seven hours, which it ties into a joke that was just in this this episode. Oh, God. I can't wait to talk about it. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> the welcome. Zoom call. This is a <laughs> seven hour Zoom call. <laughs> that reminded me of uh, how you said that your family does Zoom calls. Just like. We've done three in my yeah. entire life. Yeah. Yeah. But they're not seven hours. No. Yeah. No, my family doesn't do Zoom calls. We tried some during the holidays when we couldn't be together and it was really awkward. Like it was just kind of like, what do we what do we do? And the kids are just running around in the background, like not paying attention. It was Yeah. It was just really hard. Yeah. Um Welcome to the Adam and Andy podcast. Welcome. Uh I'm one of your hosts, Nicole. I'm your other host, Sarah. And we are Going to be talking about Brooklyn Nine Nine, uh, see, uh, season eight today. Um, Episodes and seven and eight, seven and eight, and we're going to be talking about uh, the Boyles family uh, seven hour phone call. A poor man's Dwight Schrute Schrute farm. Oh episode. wow, I'm interested. Wow, you've got you caught out of the gate. Oh my God, Sarah. Wow, <laughs> now I really can't wait to talk to you about it. Wow, that is not the reaction I had, but now that you said it, I can see that. I can see where where you're coming from there. Um, so before we get into uh, the episodes, which are uh, Game of Boils, and um, which I really think they would have should have called Boils Out because yes. it was really more of a Knives oh Out parody God. than it was a Game Knives of Thrones Out parody. Yes, I mean there was even a Knives Out impression. They even they even used the words Knives Out at All, one point. They did, and it sounds a little bit like Balls Out. So I really don't know why they didn't name the episode Boils Out uh, because that would have been the right naming, I think. Uh, and then yeah. Renewal was episode uh, eight. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you want to get into some Adam and Andy news? Sure. I've actually got a lot today. So Andy, um, on the Andy front. Uh, Andy was nominated for a People's Choice Award for Best Comedy Actor uh, for 2021, and Brooklyn Nine-Nine was nominated for Best Comedy Show, and you can vote. So, Sarah, if you haven't gotten your vote in yet, I did vote. Uh, okay. Apparently, you can vote, like, six times, uh, So, but it tells you, like, do you want to vote six times and give all your votes to this one person? And I was like, obviously. Who else would I vote for? Um, I vote five times for Andy and then one time for, I don't know... Jonah Hill. I, just kidding. I, just I think kidding. it's. I think it was all TV actors in that category. I think. Um, but yeah, uh, Andy's been nominated. So I hope. I hope. I hope he gets it or Brooklyn Nine Nine wins. There's been a pretty aggressive campaign on Twitter uh, amongst the Andy Samberg fans to get him that award. So I've been retweeting it. Other people have been retweeting it. And uh, so if you haven't voted for Andy. Uh, it seems like it's still going on. So get your vote out there. Vote for Andy for Best Comedy Actor or Brooklyn Nine-Nine for Best Comedy Show. That would be cool, I think, if they won. What a nice that way to end that show uh, were they to win that. Uh, also, Baking It has a release date. Um, it is coming out on December 2nd on Peacock. Yes, on, wh- on where? Peacock. Uh... Do you- I think you can just watch it online. Isn't Peacock kind of... Free? You don't have to pay for it, it, right? Is it free? I think so. I don't know. Okay. I'm pretty sure that, like, I think you can just watch it. Making it is on Hulu. That's true. I We haven't found a network for raking it yet. We're still on the no. hunt. 
Um, yeah. So I still think about that show sometimes. And every time I look out in the the yard and Sam's like, we should get a rake. And I'm like, and then John Hamm shows up mm-hmm. with like a big truck and a lot of garden implements. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm excited about baking it. Um, I don't, I, I don't know that, I don't think we'll be watching it in December because we still got two more episodes of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I think that's how we're rounding out our Andy time in 2021 will be the finale of season eight. Uh, but that means that when we come back, it'll be baking it time if you want. Yes. It'll be a change of pace. Maya Rudolph, Andy Samberg, baking stuff. Yes. I feel like we need to watch these together, Sarah, like in person. Mm-hmm. I know yes. it's hard to work with our schedules, but I think it would be fun to watch it in person. Maybe Definitely. we could even try baking something from the show. Oh, my gosh. I'm just like record, record, recording it. Oh, absolutely. But also, I just want you to know that <laughs> I am a terrible cook, like terrible I excel at everything I've ever baked and cooked because I follow the recipes exactly. See, I'm the person who's like, mm, maybe do I need this much? Because I don't actually, I don't have enough flour left. Can I just maybe eyeball it? Um, oh, no. I am like, if they tell you to do something, you do it, bitch. You <laughs> do it exactly as they say. Um, because I know that everything is is written for a, a, re, a reason who am I to say if this ingredient or that ingredient isn't right or what I would use I'm like it all works as a piece mm-hmm. and if you follow the recipe I haven't had a bad um thing yet everything I make sticks to the pan um so that's a problem I bake the kids cook birthday cakes every year now because uh, during the pandemic, we had sort of started this. I should start calling it during quarantine because the pandemic is ongoing. Uh, so during quarantine, when we couldn't have birthday parties anymore uh, for the like with their, their friends, um, I would w- try to make it special by us making a cake, uh, which if you know anything about the food that I cook is not that special. Um, but we would do it together mm-hmm. and uh, I bake it out of a box. So it turns out tasting fine. It's not up to me. I just, it's really like assembly more than baking uh, at that point. But uh, my fucking cake always sticks to the pan. Last time I try, I put flour in it, just like my, my sister said. She's like, put flour in it, butter it down, put flour in it. And like when I turned it upside down, it broke in half. I had to, I had to cover it up with the frosting. You're not supposed to turn it upside down, I don't think. Well, how else do you get do, it out of the pan? Do you bake them in the the pan that you can like unlatch it and kind of like pull it off? Like pull it? Are you talking about like a trapdoor pan? Well, is okay, there so, is there a trapdoor in my pan that I didn't know about? So there's 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 these cake things mm-hmm. that um they have little little lat, lat, latches yeah. and when you undo it like it pops out and you can just like pull Well shit, that would be nice. Out. No, I bake yeah. it in one of those metal square things oh yeah okay and my sister said if you butter the shit out of it and then put flour on it that the cake doesn't stick but that was a bold well that lie. does work but you're not supposed to flip them upside down if oh. you bake them in a pan you just cut them in the pan you, they they stay in the they stay in there there but then how do you frost the sides 
Okay. That's, Maybe you see, need to help me bake the cake next time. Mm-hmm. I mean, I honestly, if you want to I frost just, the sides, you have to get one of those circular. Oh, um, well, I just things. I just cover up all my mistakes with frosting, which is kind of a I metaphor mean, for my life. Really, that's valid. Like yeah. I cover up my my mistakes with frosting too. Oh well, um, then we're all just doing the best we can. We are. <laughs> it tastes good. Actually, yeah, I was really impressed with my last cake. It was the one with the, because Lucas loves zombies. And so it was like mm-hmm. a chocolate cake with uh, chocolate frosting. And then I kind of put green sparkly sprinkles on it, like a zombie. And then I put eyeballs, like little eye- sugary eyeballs all over it. So it looked like the cake was looking at you with a bunch of eyes. <laughs> I was pretty happy with it. <laughs> That's cute. Well, the kids like baking the cake. And then they fight over who gets to crack the egg and all that stuff. Oh. I would not survive on this show baking it, though. They'd kick me out right away. They'd be like, we're sorry, uh, but you're very bad at this. <laughs> oh, I'm not competitively good at baking. I just follow the recipes. Well, let's definitely, maybe we should try baking we should bake something. Like, we should bake something. Okay, we'll do that we when we watch something baking it. from the show. Okay, we'll bake that's some- what. Yes. That's what my partner and I do. Mm-hmm. Sometime, or that's what we mm-hmm. used to do. We would watch the Great, Great British Baking Show mm-hmm. and then we'd be like, ooh, that looks interesting. Let's put a twist in it and do it this way and we'd like bake it. Ooh, let's do that so and we'll like, record yeah. it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm excited. Um, okay. So that's all the news I have for Andy. Uh, Adam, strap in. I got a bunch. So here we go. Let me just read off the old ticker tape here. Uh, okay. So... Uh, 65, it has a release date. So that guy was full of shit about the fucking dinosaurs or whatever. Um, 65 is actually, they actually, in a, in a saucy, in a most saucy move, they moved up the release date from May to April, 2022. Almost like, like, listen, they were like, let me tell you something. Uh, actually, I believe the reason they changed the release date was that so that it wouldn't compete with, I think, Dr. Strange and the Multiverse of Madness is being released now in May. And so they moved to the release date so that they wouldn't have to compete with Dr. Strange. Uh, several movies have submitted Adam for consideration for an Academy Award, including Annette, uh, best actor, Henry McHenry, not Henry McHenry is submitted for an Oscar. It's his role. You, you get what I'm saying? No, I think Henry McHenry Henry, should win. Listen, if mm-hmm. he shows up as Henry McHenry in the green jacket, I would die. Like, Maybe if he took on the persona of a character, he wouldn't be so uncomfortable at these things. Maybe that's what's missing. I think so, yeah. Just don't take on that persona or maybe any of his characters. Maybe he shouldn't be any of his characters. I would love to see Sack- Adam Sackler yeah. in his late 30s. Oh, gosh. At the Academy Awards. Uh, How old was he when he first got that part? Was he like 25 or something? Yeah, I think he was in his mid mid to late 20s. Uh, okay. I believe the first one came out in 2012. So I'm going to say late 20s, mid to late 20s. Okay. Um, yeah, so uh, a, a best actor, Annette. And also this was, so we were wondering as a group whether he would be submitted for best supporting actor or best actor in The Last Duel. Uh, he has been submitted as best actor for the last duel um which he was great in that movie uh yeah, I, I mean who would who would be the lead actor if not him well jody comer Matt. 
Jodie Foster. I think all three of them. Yeah, I guess so. But like not. These. Yeah, definitely not Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck's definitely more ben supporting. Ben Affleck's support, support. But yeah, three POVs. I guess that makes sense. Jodie Comer stood out to me as the lead, the protagonist. If I had to give it a protagonist, it would be Jodie Comer's character. Um, So best actor, last duel. And it hasn't happened yet, but it is expected that he he will also be submitted for best actor for the House of Gucci. So can they pick one or do they have what he is? The Academy has to decide on who goes in the category, but they have they have given it they have had actors in multiple roles before really well i think what i think what tends to happen though is it tends to split the vote you know if you have the same actor but in different roles then so it's probably better if they it's probably better if they pick one uh they could just pick actor based on how they acted that year just like give that, Adam an a- Oscar for trying the hardest, frankly. Well, like, no one's trying high, harder than him right now. When I was in high school, um, for the banquet at the end of the year, um, they'd give out best actor and best actress. And they I wouldn't give it out for those, roles. Yeah. They'd give it out for just as an actor. You know, as an maybe the Academy should do that. Because actors he's had really a big should year. be, he's had a big year and I feel like you, uh, but then would it then become like now actors feel like they got to have like multiple roles to even be considered? Do you think it would now be like, everybody's like, well, shit, Adam has been submitted for three things. I got to be submitted for three things. And then before you know it, everybody's trying to be Adam Driver and everybody can't be Adam Driver. Everybody There's only can. one Adam Driver. Yeah. Meryl Streep and Adam Driver. Nobody's doing it like them. Um, so if, okay, so if he was only, let me ask you this, if he's only, we haven't seen House of Gucci yet, obviously, but if you had to pick which one he would actually be in the best actor category for, which do you think it should be? Annette. I think so too. I mean, he's, no he one could have played that role but him. Brilliant. Yeah. In that. Like, I hated that movie, but I, I, I admit that he was brilliant in that mo- 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 mm-hmm. movie. Yeah. No one could have played that, that role but Adam. Uh, so, yeah, I think Annette. Uh, but is Annette too weird for the Academy? With a bunch Maybe. of stuffy old white men. Maybe. Are they, are they, are they going to look at Annette and go... I'm uncomfortable with this. WTF. Yeah. <laughs> I'm uncomfortable with the amount of pussy eating in this movie. I'm not sure if I can vote for this. Aw. I know. I feel bad for them, too. Um, okay. So those are the awards uh, that he's up for at the moment. Or not up for, but the Academy is considering him for. Um, November 8th, there's a his... Uh, 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 organization Arts in the Armed Forces is doing a uh, performance, which he will also, well, she will be there for. Um, I think John Turturro is going to be there as well as a special guest. Um, and what else we got here? Uh, he will, he's going to be so Gucci promotion has started uh, because House of Gucci, of course, is wide release uh, at the end of this month. And he, so he'll be on Stephen Colbert. I couldn't find a date. So if you know, tweeted us at Andy, Adam Andy Pod. When is he going to be on Colbert? If you know, uh, he's going to be on Colbert. That hasn't been announced, but we don't. But I don't know when. I couldn't find a date. However, last night, as of this recording, so we're recording this on the th- fourth. Fourth. Uh, on the third, 
the House of Gucci played at the Academy Museum in L.A. last night, uh, followed by a Q&A with Adam, Lady Gaga, Jared Leto, um, Al Pacino, and Selma Hayek. And also Ridley Scott was there and the writer was there as well, the screenwriter. Uh, I did watch parts of the Q&A. Uh, somebody they were not allowed to no one was supposed to film it but people did film it on their phone so i saw a bit of it it didn't spoil the movie at all by the way so i don't know do you have any questions for me about anything i heard at the q a sure what what did you hear <laughs> um well first of all uh lady gaga is a delight i love her so much um she was just a uh, a, a, a just a bright patch of sunshine but she talked about um and adam looked very grumpy sitting next to her i mean they were the embodiment of that meme of like have you seen the meme of like elton john and like richard madden is sitting next to him in a car dressed in black and elton john is just like he's it's an actor playing elton john i don't remember what his name is now but he's got all these feathers sticking out have you seen this meme with guy playing elton john it's from the uh-huh. rocket man movie and yeah. then the guy sitting next to him it was literally i sent you that meme you did oh that's right you did because <laughs> that's me and chris um yeah. so uh he was very he looked very grumpy and maybe sleepy yeah. like he was not on la time he was like it's late for me mm. i don't like these things but that's kind of what he looked but he 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 you could tell that they had a really good working relationship like some of the things that they were asked were um you know, how they prepare, like, do they work on their chemistry? And Adam was basically like, no, I mean, you know, uh, we didn't have to work on it. We just did the work. We were there. To, we were there. She was a great, basically kind of said she was a great scene partner. She was always really present. Like, not that they didn't have to work on the movie, but that they they didn't have to, like, work to Yeah, that work question together. makes me uncomfortable. It's com- weird. Comfortable. Yeah, I don't understand what like, work, why on, would your you chemistry work means. on your chemistry like. Like, Either you have it or you mean? don't. And like, also he's married. Yeah. I don't know. I just don't let, let, like yeah. that. Actually, then you would like the expression on his face that after Does they asked like- him that questions, he that's exactly the <laughs> face he made, Sarah. He made that exact face. He he made that face and then he looked at Lady Gaga and he was like, uh, we didn't have to work on it. Like, but What, what was her express? She he started her face? gasping and giggling and she said, I can't breathe. That's what she said. Really? Yes. And then he turned it into a question he what he did is he took that question and he made it about how focused that she is in a scene and everyone else in the movie he was like this cast is focused he's like a movie a movie is set up to fail you have to fight against the equipment you got to fight against time and it's always really hard she's such a a downer no he said this (laughs) that's what i'm saying he's such a downer but he's not wrong movie is set up to fail it is that he's not wrong i mean a movie is it's hard to make a good movie on a big set like that Right. Yeah. And so basically what he said is that movies are set up to fail because of all these reasons. But the cast that he was working with were not thinking about other things or other things they should be doing. Their heads were completely in the in the story and that they all he it was him saying that everybody was had worked so well together and was so focused that it made it something you didn't have to work too hard at. I think that was how he turned that around. Yeah. Um, Lady Gaga. praised him multiple times she said i didn't want anyone else to be in this world except for adam um and she also while he was babbling about 
whatever his response was to that question, she was like, she was like, Adam's a good person. She said that like while he was talking and he got, you could tell he got really embarrassed. Anyway, he got embarrassed every time Gaga was like, Adam's funny. Adam's this. Adam is a great actor. And she kept saying these things and he was like, um, like a very awkward little. Yeah. If I were his wife, I'd be like, no, 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 no. I don't want to mischaracterize this. She was, they were, they were completely professional. I know that a lot of people are like, oh, but Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga and there was all this weird tension and it was not like that at all. Like they were, they looked like besties. That's what they looked like. They looked like besties who were supporting each other and I did not catch any kind of weird relationship kind of vibes like that, if that's what you're thinking. Yeah. I guess I I just, now that I'm in a relationship and now that I've been offered uh roles. stuff mm-hmm. roles to that involve uh rom- romantic r- relationships like i'm just like really like i don't like i can stuff. see like, how that's tough um creeps me out uh yeah i definitely felt like that at one point um i don't think it's ever easy to do roles with uh any kind of physical intimacy i think that's always tough but i'm also I think personally at the point where I'm very like not, I don't have any uncertainty about my relationship and I know that acting is like a, an intimacy scene isn't any more real than Mark Ruffalo is the Hulk. You know what I mean? Uh, they're coordinate uh, and a scene about intimacy is coordinated in the same way that a stunt is coordinated, you know, which is, there's nothing to say, not to say that, People should do things that they're not comfortable with. I'm just saying that just because people are acting doesn't mean that there's anything going on. That's all. It's all fake. Everything is fake. We're all acting. It's all fake. You don't seem convinced. No, because like you're actually touching someone else. And that's something that you're actually touching their lips. Sure. Arms are actually around them. Like it's not just. But Joanne's an actor, too. I know. So they, I think they both understand this. I would be more upset about someone developing like some deep relationship with a person outside of my marriage. That's more well, that's scary. The thing is because I tie emotions so closely mm-hmm. to, to physical intimacy. Mm-hmm. Like I could not. And you not know that that's your comfort zone. Yeah. So it's like, it's just a hop, skip and a jump away for you. Once for, for me. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't feel that way. Um, I remember, (laughs) I don't know if you remember the sketch, but there was like a sketch that we did where Andy and I had to like make out for a prolonged period on stage and it was not sexy at all because it's comedy and we were just mashing our faces together. But I assure you there was absolutely nothing (laughs) arousing about that whatsoever. It was just, I I don't, I like, I, I don't, I think when I'm in a role, like I am performing in that moment and I'm not, I'm not personally tied to what's going on. That is a performance that is happening. It doesn't mean that you don't draw upon certain real emotions in your imagination to get to a place that you need to be. But I don't, I, I wouldn't, I don't think that, I don't think there's anything truthful about it. Whereas if people make a connection during 
a, a film, it's it's not because of the intimacy scenes that they're in. It's probably because of all the chitting and chatting between takes and like hanging out on location and being stuck at the same hotel for eight weeks. That's where you build intimacy with the human person, not the person in the scene. When you're in a scene, you're working. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. no, I know. But nonetheless, I understand how you feel and you have to, as an actor, you have to do what you're comfortable with, right? Yeah. But uh, I'll, I'll send you some links to the Q&A. They looked like two... Uh, people who are just being supportive of each, of each other's work. And I, it almost felt like, I think Lady Gaga was just expressing her adma- admiration for someone that maybe she considers a friend. Maybe she just considers them a collaborator at this point. I don't really know. Uh, but they definitely seemed, you know, like people that were getting along and not like, I, I think Bradley, I don't know if there was something going on with Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper underneath all of the whatever. I think, I think they were maybe playing with people a bit, because that was a, a movie about this like whirlwind romance, and I think that they were playing with that in public at, at award shows and whatnot, uh, not in behind the scenes, but like in that performance at the Academy Awards. I think that was part of the show, because Lady Gaga is a performer outside of a movie set. Like she's a little different. When Adam Driver walks off a movie set, he's just Adam Driver. When Lady mm-hmm. Gaga walks out her door, she's still Lady Gaga. She's yeah. only Stephanie when she's like inside of her house and no one's looking at yeah. her, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So it's very different. Uh, I imagine that's exhausting to have to put that face on all the time, you know? Yeah, no, definitely. Lady Gaga and Adam Driver are both people that are love to watch, but mm-hmm. I would not want to be friends with them. Oh, you think so? I mean, I don't exhausting. know them enough to... Hmm? Oh. They seem... You think they so? seem dramatic and well they're actors you're friends with uh, actors sarah you're friends with nothing but actors no i know but them specifically i'm not talking about actors in general i'm just saying both of them have very big energy that i I see i don't know i would all right i'll just say um this would obviously we're just talking about this would never happen in real life but if i could go like if I could hang out with Lady Gaga and like get dinner or like, you know, go shoe shopping, I absolutely would. She looks fun as hell. She looks fun and cool and carefree. And I don't know that she's like, I'm sure she's not like that all the time, but she see and she's hella interesting. I would absolutely hang out with her. Adam would scare the shit out of me. I feel like I would be worried that I would say something. I would make a dumb joke and embarrass myself. Uh, so I don't, that's not Adam's problem. That's my problem. Um, I feel like I would literally just be like, I have to make him laugh so that he'll think I'm interesting. And then I would say something dumb and he would look at me and I would be like, oof. I feel sorry. like I would, I'm sorry I'm like this. <laughs> I feel like I would tease him. Yeah. Like I you, would just like I would just like insult him jokingly. Mm-hmm. And um And then he'd cry, and then what would you do, Sarah? I'd be like, suck it up, bitch. <laughs> just kidding. But Lady Gaga, there's something fake about her. Like, okay, it's performy. I've n- never seen her off. Like, I watched the document and her about her, and maybe that's to protect herself. Yeah. But like, if I've net 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 ever seen some you off, like, I don't trust you. Well, it it's not. You know? It she doesn't belong to us. That's true. She's allowed to be who she is, in on her own time, however she wants. 
That's true. And if I was a superstar like her, I would, you would, I feel like you'd have to put on. You'd have to protect yourself. Yeah. You'd have to put on something that is like, this is me in public. And when I'm by myself, I'm me. And if a camera is rolling, you're still in public, Mm -hmm. you know, even if it's a documentary. I think there's something to be said, though, for being vulnerable. Well, Adam is real 24-7, and you seem like you don't want to hang out with him either. It's like you don't want either one. He's grumpy. Of course he's grumpy. He's a big, tall, grumpy, handsome man who just wants to act and not have to talk about it afterwards. Yes. He's like, just let me act. He's like, I just want to be in movies. Why do you keep asking me all these questions? Um, So funny. And I get that. I'm the opposite. I'm not. That's not me, though. If I were like in his, I, I love the attention. I love the attention. Please ask me everything. Do you me think he's everything. on the autism spectrum? I don't know. I think it's unfair to race to diagnose anybody as anything that yeah. we don't know. Um, I think that he's, it seems that he's socially uh, uh, introverted and probably mm-hmm. doesn't like all this Press he doesn't need all the hoopla. I don't think um, that's why he and does. He's very this. focused on the acting. Yes, and that's what he care- cares about. Mm-hmm. And he's not as interested in the social aspect of it. I don't know. And that's fine. Uh, he does great work, and he's maybe he's just a deeply sensitive person, which I think you have to be to be a great actor. Maybe he's a deeply sensitive person who feels uh, uncomfortable with all the attention. And maybe Lady Gaga is a deeply sensitive person who is. who is has to feels like she has to be on all the time, either to protect herself or because that's what people expect of her. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But I'm not enough. I, I don't follow her career enough to know if there are interviews where she's. I mean, personally, I found her to be very real and genuine at that Q and A last night. I mean, it was still a Q and A, and you're still kind of on. But uh, I thought that she sounded like very passionate about the project. She says that her and Adam spoke in their accents all the time. So they basically did, they both basically spoke in those accents for like nine months or whatever, all the time. She said she didn't never stop speaking in that accent because she, I think she was afraid she would lose it if she had to go in and out. Um, And when you say all the time, you mean like on set or do you mean like when she went to McDonald's? She says she she was speaking in that accent 24 7. Oh God. exhausting well i mean that's why she's lady gaga and we're us <laughs> yeah that's why yeah, yeah. Uh, i don't think you get to that point without that level of dedication not that yeah. there's not that i feel like i'm not pleased with my work as a as an artist but i'm i'm not lady gaga and i think you do have to have some kind of level of commitment that's beyond perhaps what i'm willing to commit emotionally or physically mm-hmm. to a role uh to get to the place where she is you know mm-hmm um, I think that's it. Uh, would you like to talk about Brooklyn Nine-Nine? Yes. Okay. Shall we? I'm very interested to hear what you have to say about Game of Boils, which is the uh, episode seven of season eight. Um, well, it starts off with a, a series of hugs. At first, um, I thought I had put on the wrong episode of television. I was like, I love you, mm-hmm. blank. Oh yeah, I love you and hug, hug. They um, they're all giving very prolonged hugs. Everyone's wearing beige. Boils oh God, wear beige. Pick, pick pick up on that. 
Oh yeah, um, no. Every you go back and watch it. Every single Boyle was wearing beige. <laughs> beige Boyle. Okay, so it ends in a hug that um, ends tra- tragically in. Is it Papa's death? Happy. What is his name? Happy dies, but at least he died doing what he loved. Hugging. Giving someone a hug. Yes. Because a boil um, always, what did they, what was the family motto? Oh my God, that a boil always says I love you. Oh yes. A boil always says I love you. That was on everything. It was like cross stitch on every pillow, every wall hanging. Not a lot of said. female boils prominently featured in this None. episode. There was one who got a couple lines. I would have liked to seen. I feel like there's a missed opportunity for like a female uh, character, like a more prominent like female boil that they really missed that opportunity there. Nicole, mm-hmm. boils are boys. Well, there were women there. Right there they the had name. a bunch. There was a bunch there. Oh, they were there. They just didn't have lines. There was oh. one who had lines. There's one during the interrogation scene who had lines. I don't remember seeing any wi- wi- women. That's they were there in all the crowd scenes, all when all the cousins oh, were the assembled. Crowd scene and the party scene. Anytime there was more than like two people there, there were women there. They just were in the background as furniture. They weren't speaking. Hmm. Boo. Okay. Before we get too deep into this episode, I just want to tell you, I think this is one of my favorite episodes of the season. Really? Yes. The jokes were great. They were were so funny. The writing was fast and snappy. And I know we're going to get to the details, but I now I don't care that it's basically Shroot Farm. I absolutely loved the boils. I loved all the character actors. I thought it was hilarious. And also, I really loved the B story of Holt uh, signing up for a dating site. That was amazing. I laughed yes, so hard. Cute. I love the Holt thing. Oh my gosh. The different like PhD, like pretty in huge this case, dick. It stands for pretty huge dick. And then I'm then I assume that MD stands for medium dick. I just <laughs> Holt signing up for like online dating is like a, a a joke I didn't know that I needed. The fact that he, <laughs> they were all like assuming what he'd want. They're like, oh, he's he's a chiropractor. Or you know, when he when Holt's like, are you kidding me? We don't have I never go out with this guy. He has a his watch has a fabric band. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or what I Amy love said, all those things. Amy said, "Oh no, he's wearing loafers." Uh, Holt yeah. basically thinks of those as flip flops. Yeah. <laughs> the jokes were so, yes, good were so good in this episode. So I was specific. Ugh. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Pappy dies. And now Boyles is going to the funeral, and he brings Jake and Terry with him. That's kind of the insight, uh, the in the the incident that kicks off. And it's this literally episode. the plot of not not Knives Out. That was the, my problem yes. with this episode is it was Knives Out, just verbatim, like without all the detail. Like it was like the gist of not Knives Out in Shrew Farms. Like okay. I was just like, so okay. you didn't think it was original enough? No. I had the opposite reaction. I love Knives Out, which I know you do too. Uh, you've seen it, right? Wait, did we yeah, watch it together? I've seen it like three times. Okay. I don't so know if we watched it together. We watched... <sighs> did we? No. Okay. I watched it with some someone else. Oh. 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 Oh, you watched it with someone else, <laughs> did you? <laughs> yes. No, a, a friend that I go to the moo. Mo- oh, mo- a friend. Moo. Moo. Mo- mo- that you go- movies with this was the this was actually the last movie I saw before <laughs> before the, pan- the pandemic yeah. I saw it in December mm. of twenty nineteen. Um, so I actually had the opposite reaction, which was 
I immediately I uh, once once I caught on that this was a Knives Out sort of parody, I was like, yes, I'm 100 percent on board with this. It was very funny. I love again, I, I I loved all the characters. I wrote some of my um, favorite jokes. Uh, I like it was stuff like when Boyle was like, I have to bring a coffin. And they're like, why do you have to bring a coffin? He's like, well, I brought one to my Nana's funeral and it was a big hit. And now I'm the coffin cousin. And I was like, who is these jokes? Like these jokes (laughs) are so spot on. Um, So first of all, before we talk too much about. So as one would expect, they get there. Jake has been on suspension, which they frankly didn't really deal with very much other than in this episode. He's on suspension. And so Jake is now very antsy and he wants a case. And so as Jake tends to do, he insensitively makes this about him Mm -hmm. and turns this into him trying to find out if there was like some kind of foul play to Pappy's death. Uh, And this sort of, that's where the knives out of it all comes in. Um, Would you, would you like to be a Boyle? Would you like to be a part of the Boyle family, Sarah? No. No, but I thought you liked no. love and hugs and feelings. I do like love. It felt very forced, though. Mm. It didn't feel like genuine. It felt like, I mean, even the whole thing of all the all the different accoutrement having Boyle's say, I, Boyle's always say I love you. It felt mm-hmm. very like boils always say I love you because they have to because they're being forced to as opposed to mm. something they genuinely feel like it mm-hmm. felt it didn't feel hmm I don't know like it, it didn't feel real it felt it like felt, performative felt like n- Ned Flanders oh yes I, I can see that they were very Ned Flandersy. Um, I feel like what made me laugh about this was that they were able to take Boyle, the character, and make all of these other Boyles like an id of Boyle. You know, like they're all his characteristics, but amplified. They're all wearing beige. They're obsessed with the sourdough. You know. Oh my gosh. The sourdough star, 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 starter. <laughs> uh, and they're all like starter. deeply like have to express their love so aggressively. Um, And I think all of that made me laugh a lot. Um, There were a lot of moments in, oh God, can we talk about my favorite line in this whole episode? Cause it came, they, they knew it was a good one and they brought it back multiple times. Uh, So while they're interviewing everyone to see, cause they think it was like, what's his name? Lyndon. Ooh, Langdon, Langdon, Langdon it's Lyndon, Lyndon, Lyndon L- L- Boyle. Lyndon. They think that he's the one, and he's kind of the what was um, Chris Evans' character in Knives Out? That they think it's Ooh, they thought it was that guy. He, yeah, yeah, he's kind of that guy, but in this mm-hmm. version of the story. And they're interviewing yeah. everybody because they're trying to, you know, Jake believes that he's the one who did it, and he talks about how at Pappy's birthday they had a pit, a roast pig that they ate from snout to anus. I know. Yeah, no. You didn't like that? No. I don't like <laughs> I know you didn't, but I the don't joke like anuses. You don't like anuses? Come on, snout to anus. That was a good line. Yeah, that and, it was a good line. That and they used it a bunch of times, they knew. Um yeah. God, that was my favorite. I also love when they said things like <laughs> this I feel like the writers were just like 
running with this so hard. They couldn't stop. When they're talking about Pappy's birthday party and the cousins are, he the, that one cousin keeps going, yeah, you know, everybody was giving, it, it, I was giving my cousin an HJ. HJ. And then, what? <laughs> he's you like, know, you head know, job. <laughs> head job. Everyone calls it that, right? Head massage. <laughs> um, it was just stuff like that. All the little things. It's like all those lines that usually Boyle gets, they now had like, five people they could give those lines to and it was just like boom 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 um it really worked for me i don't know if it worked for you but i wouldn't want to see a bunch of episodes like this like i couldn't watch a whole show about the Boyle family but this episode really worked for me i was Boyle is like my least favorite character besides hitchcock and scully Mm. um so you don't like the buffoons no. They're buffoons. They're clowns. Yeah, I don't like the clowns. Oh, no, I like the um, clowns. Uh, so, I mean, he says funny things. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I ag- agreed. I wouldn't want to see, like, a, bu- a bu- bunch of them. So that, but there were a lot of good jokes. Um, trying to think if there was something else about lots of cu- cousin jokes. Yeah. Um, uh, it was a lot of... Like what, what, like what Boyle does, which is say something that's se- sexually suggestive, but he means it in a platonic way. Like there's a lot of those jokes, just like repeatedly. Yeah. Um. So, I had I struggled with Jake in this episode. I don't know if you felt that too, but I just really struggled with. I know Jake often does this where he makes something about him and he butts his nose in and gets carried away. But I was just like, oh, this is like his his grandfather died and like you know jake is just like treating this like his project and it was it was hard for me to be on board with jake in this episode i don't know about you yeah yeah i wrote down a bunch of times jake what the fuck like over and over and over again because i was just like what is he doing like he kept i don't know he was just he was like extra jake this episode for me yeah i i have to say i jake is also not a favorite character of mine i mis- mm. basically like the women mm-hmm. and holt mm-hmm. i mean i like jake Sometimes i just Harry. found him frustrating in this episode i find him frustrating all the time mm-hmm. like i don't know so i didn't find him any more frustrating than u- usual mm. in the, okay. this this episode i don't know maybe i was just really sensitive to Boyle and his like I, I'm not exactly sure why I was so frustrated by him, but, but but basically, like, they, you know, he thinks that Pappy was poisoned, so then he finds rat poison in the barn, and I don't know. I just watched uh, spoilers for Midnight Mass. I watched Midnight, I've been watching Midnight Mass, and there's a scene where an animal eats rat poison by accident, or it's not an accident, but they eat rat poison, and it, it ha- what happened in Tracks? Remember Tracks? Yeah. And so I also was thinking about that. And like, I know that I wish they had found something else for to be the reason that I mean, rat poison is a very violent death. Uh, And I I get that what they were trying to do. I I don't know. The rat poison was like triggering for me (laughs) because I was thinking about other movies where I've seen animals die of rat poison. And I was like, oh, God. Mm -hmm. And maybe it's because Midnight Mass was so fresh for me. Uh, but I was thinking about, oh, God, Pappy died of rat poison because he drank the poison 
Nutria milk and then the Nutria diet of rice. I was like, ugh, like it just upset me. Um, so yeah. there was that. But the anyway, Nutria. I know they were so cute. They looked like little capybaras. Have you ever seen Nutria in real life? No, but I want to hug I one. I saw I saw them in Canada, I think, and in Port, wait, uh, Washington, like mm-hmm. the state. Okay. So They're cute. very cute. So cute. Very cute. I follow a capybara. I don't know if I'm saying it right. Um, capybara, yeah. I'm follow, I follow a capybara like Twitter account where they just post pictures of cute capybaras all the time. Oh, you should follow Nicole, it. Oh, that's so cute. Anyway, um, so they think that he got poisoned by this one boil. And then it turns out that it's the cap, not the capybara, the nutrient, nutria. Nutria. But they have to do a DNA test because they find like a hair on the rat poison. And so then then there's this plot twist where we find out that Boyle is not a Boyle. He's actually a half Boyle. He's no, he's not a Boyle at all. His mother isn't a Boyle. His dad is a Boyle. So he's a Boyle by association. Yeah. An adopted Boyle, if you will. Yeah. I don't know. How did you I'd feel be, about that? I'd be glad if I were adopted. My my family is messed up, man. Oh, gosh. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Um, no, I think that he, um, I think he was very upset that, uh, that. Um, well, he's built he his whole not, identity on this. Yeah. Being a boy was very important to him. However, I just like, we hadn't learned that about him yet like i feel like that was introduced in this this uh, you mean that he's not a boy to be a boil uh i would agree with you that i think they overemphasized his uh, importance of it but it is something they talk about a lot in the other seasons and i i think when you get there you'll see that it is actually not out of the blue he Uh often he constantly quotes different boils in his family he talks about the boils do this or do that he definitely identifies strongly with his lineage as a boil but there was something about it that did feel very like last season of a television show kind of where they're like we got to throw this thing in that really changes the thing things for this character and i was like i'm not sure how i feel about him not being a boil that's like i'm not sure i felt about it but i guess what i did like about it um was the one true boil thing where he had to undo the because the sourdough starter i don't know i don't think we got to that episode but there is an episode about the boil sourdough starter in an earlier season where how how important it is did we watch that one yet no, we've only been in, okay. in season one. So you'll see an episode when we get back to the beginning um, where the sourdough starter is like this really important thing in the Boyle's family. And so I thought it was cool that they brought that back around and that he like because the mother starter was like a whole episode. So this is like the grandmother of that <laughs> sourdough. Um, it was like a King Arthur kind of situation. Mm hmm. Okay, before we talk about the next episode, I did want to devote a little bit of time to talking about the B story, if that's okay, because that was one of my favorite yeah. parts. Um, so basically, Holt and Kevin are not back together yet, uh, or still. They're still not back together because Holt sees his therapy sessions with Kevin as a chess match that he's trying mm-hmm. to win. So yeah. what did you think about that, about Holt and his whole theory about a, the relationship being a chess match? Um, I thought it was very funny that um, I think it was Ro- Ro- Rosa who was like, 
that's too much math for therapy. What was that for Rosa or was yes, that yes. was that Amy? Oh, it was Rosa. Okay. Yeah. So it was like, that's too much math for that seems like too much math for therapy. And he's like, Well, you know, they're talking about per- percentages, like how like what percentage um what's his name? Uh it was Kevin wanted Kevin uh hold to uh scale back on his work by a certain to a certain yes. percentage. Yeah. Yes. But then Holt um, did, fired that they fired that therapist and got a therapist who's more into numbers. Who's a physicist. <laughs> Literally a physicist. Oh, God, the jokes were so good in this episode. Um, I also I love say. Hmm? Oh, no, go you ahead. go ahead. Um, I will say that I disagreed with Kevin's thing about work. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think that a partner should dictate what their partner does for their job or Mm -hmm. how much time they spend on like they do what they need to do Mm -hmm. like yes if your partner is spending like 99.5 percent of their time working it's like well how can we like scale back to maybe like 80 percent i don't know like i I hear you but these are two characters who who thrive on very clear boundaries and definitions of things. Also, mm-hmm. I think they clear that up a bit in the next episode about how Kevin really feels about Holt's work. Yeah. Uh, Cause we're just hearing about this from Holt. We're not actually hearing what Kevin's uh, opinion is. Okay. And also I do think it's fair if Kevin is like, you're working too much and I never see you. Like that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. Um, And I think they clear that up uh, exactly what he means by that in the next episode. Yeah. But also like not to get into the next episode, Holt leaves their wedding day to go work on a case, which is not cool. No. So Kevin's right about that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, But so basically Rosa and Amy get Holt to sign up for a dating site because they believe that if Holt sees how bad it is out there that he'll immediately realize what he's got with Kevin and he'll give up it on it. It is bad out there, man. It is bad. Yeah. I, I can't say that I'm, I, I'm can't say that I wish that I was out there. I'm definitely happy to not, Me I, I'm definitely too. happy to know where my sex is coming from every night. You know, like I am fed. I don't have to worry about going out and hunter, hunter gathering sex. Like I know <laughs> where it is at all times. Uh, so oh, I'm gosh. pretty happy about that. Um, I love, when they get to the date, when Holt is like, again, I'm sorry, I'm just, I wrote down so many of my favorite lines. It's like, you know, they're like, oh, he's late. And Holt's like, well, ordinarily with coworkers, I don't, uh, I can't, I don't excuse heart tardiness, but with a date, I like, I like it when a man's two minutes late because I like a bad boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Poor Todd. Poor yes. Todd. There's a Todd. A, there's an adult named Todd. I know. But and then he goes out on. Hey, well, then he later calls yeah. him Sexy Todd. He's like, I hit the yeah. wrong thing. How do I get back to Sexy Todd? What was he supposed to? What was it? Um, what was the? Instead of swiping, they had something else. It was like. Oh, it was. It was. Um. Oh, was it? It was. It was. Dang. Dang. Or dang. dang. Or dang. Yeah, that was really good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> He's like, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, uh, so he then reverses it on them and pretends like he's enjoy- going on the date just to uh, make a point. Yeah. Um. Okay. At the end, man, somebody better give Andre Brower a... An, uh, an Emmy this season because this is literally like the third time this season that he has given a monologue that has 
that has made tears come out of my eyes. Like when he starts talking about Kevin and like what Kevin means to him and how he realized that this whole he wanted to win so bad that he's losing the thing that matters most to him. Like I just wow, the sincerity and, you know, just what a great performance. I don't know how you felt about that, but I was just really moved uh, by his performance in this episode. I don't remember that scene. It's um, after the date. They're sitting there. It's right before the ra- the chase through in the rain where like Kevin comes to him and it's raining. Yeah, I remembered the rain scene because that was funny. Mm-hmm. I don't, I guess I'm not looking for serious heartfelt moments moments in the show so i kind of don't remember Mm -hmm. moments like that i know that sounds weird Mm -hmm. but they don't stick out to me i i know he does a great performance mm -hmm. i'm thinking more of he should win emmy for the probably the next episode where he pretends to be oh god sexy for that old woman oh my god but yeah he really broke my heart and then put it back together um the kiss mm -hmm. in the rain i squealed I was so happy that they got back together. I feel like we don't see men kissing each other enough on television. Um, It was beautiful. It was passionate. It was loving. And I just, I deeply love those characters. And I'm really happy to see them get a happy ending together. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, they played the the mm rom-com music and made sure it's like like pouring down Mm -hmm. rain. Um, yeah, they kept Kevin and uh, Holt apart a long time, and then they but they really made it worth it when they got back together. Um, so I I I I think this was one of my favorite this and PB and J favorite episodes of the season so far for me. I don't know. I I know you didn't maybe didn't feel the same necessarily, but I loved it. Uh, do you want to talk about renewal? Yeah. Okay. We get a we get a noise in the cold open. Uh, from Jake. What was the cold o- open? The again? cold open was um, was Holt was basically Holt telling them that he was retiring, that he had decided to retire mm. so he could spend more time with Kevin, and that they were doing. I think they were. I think it was they were doing the renewal, the Val renewal. And he was going to retire. And then now Jake has to keep the secret from Amy, which I feel like they had set it up so that Jake would have moments of awkwardness where he would have to lie to Amy. And then they didn't do anything with that. Any of that. Yeah. What was that about? I was like, I thought I was going to see Jake have to make up a bunch of lies to Amy. And like, we haven't, I feel like we haven't gotten a lot of comedy between Amy and Jake this season and I'm missing it. I mean, Great scenes with Amy and Rosa. Uh, uh, Amy had some great, great scenes with Terry this season or this this episode. But I just like I was like, wait, there's comedy here between them, and we're and and we're not using it. But whatever. I think the show believes that mar- married people are boring. I agree. I'm not and saying I, hate I that. believe that, but I think the show believes that. I think every show believes that, and I hate it. Because there, yeah. so there's plenty to joke with, and you don't have to do. You don't always have to do it in like a family comedy. Like it doesn't always have to be just like a like a fucking family comedy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um. So Holt and Kevin are back together. They're getting renewed. The vows renew renewed. Um. This was a very plotty, another pl- very plotty episode. Like I think last episode was very character driven, and this episode was very like 
we have it, we have to get this laptop back from this guy and these people are going to do this thing and these people are going to do this thing. Uh, so it seemed very like a lot of plot going on. Um, we had a lot of cheddar. So I feel like you finally got to see cheddar. Cheddar's so cute. How did you feel about Cheddar? I love Cheddar. Oh my god, what I love was, him so the part much. that was so cute? Um, oh, when Rosa and Cheddar were staring at each staring each other down. <laughs> no, when when who said someone brought up a bone and Holt was like bone <laughs> bone. Like, he's not some common street dog. <laughs> yeah. Oh, because uh, Rose was like, we'll just distract him with a bone. That was hilarious. I just loved his reaction to that. That was like mellow drama. <sighs> I love him so much. Please give him an Emmy. Um, I felt like it was a strange choice that Kevin had been wanting Holt to choose him over his career all season. And then now they're back together and immediately we're betraying Kevin's trust by going on a, some kind of heist. I thought that was a little strange. I, yeah. I was feeling I it led to some good comedy. Motivationally but I was, strange. I was feeling very bad for Kevin and I'm he was very forgiving and that was kind of surprising to me. But I guess yeah. I guess they, they realized. They both want to work it out. Yeah. But I was just like, really? Like the very next episode, we're going to betray Kevin's trust this way. Okay. Um, we got a little, a lot more, uh, Billy Joel jokes. Oh my God. Um, we, so we, we had the, so let, why don't you talk about the, uh, the, what were they, uh, mechanic, like, uh, b- b- uh, air conditioning repairmen? Like what were they supposed to be? They have to go get a, a laptop from O'Sullivan, the union guy, because he's trying mm-hmm. to hack some, the, uh, police reform program that yeah. uh, Holt and Amy have been working on. Well, Holt was pretending to be like a seducer mm-hmm. kind of person of this old one. Wo- wo- well, wo- I don't remember wo- exactly how they got there. They were supposed to be repair guys, but then I guess the old woman kind of expressed some kind of sexual interest in Holt. And so he had to pretend like he was this sexy. He had to like unzip his, mm-hmm. you know, jumpsuit. Yeah. That was a great performance. Oh, gosh. Yes. It was kind of hot. I'm not going to lie. Uh, it was <laughs> unintentionally hot. Um, yeah. Secret thirst to Andre Brower for uh, for that, all that. Um, I want to see more old ladies finding things sexy. Why can't like old, like old women in their 80s, why don't we ever see them? Like women in their 80s have are sexually attracted to people, right? Sometimes, sometimes not. Um, I know, but I'm just I saying. I know that w- women who have hysterectomies uh, sometimes or a lot of times uh, don't feel that way anymore. Sure, but I think that there are a lot of women who've had, I mean, I can, I'm not going to name names, but I know people have had hysterectomies and they are very much sexually active. So I don't think that is, you know, also we, you know, uh, I I just, I guess what I'm saying is I was like, wow, it reminds me of like, I don't know if you've ever seen the Umbrella Academy, um, but there was like that older, she wasn't like in her 80s, but she was older and she was with a younger man. And I was like, this is nice. Uh, I feel like people don't suddenly dry up and no longer have passion or sexual attraction to people after the age of 60 uh so why do we, i don't know it was just something i was thinking about i mean i know they were using it for humorous purposes in this 
uh, uh, episode, but I was like, you know what? Women in their 80s still want to fuck and we should let them show that on screen. Why not? You know? I promise you when my and when I'm in my 80s I'm I'm going I'm still going to want to fuck. Yeah, I don't know. Sarah's like, "No, I plan to fuck until I'm about 55, maybe 56, and then we're closing this ride down." <laughs> maybe, I don't know. <laughs> ah, what if we're still doing this podcast then, Sarah? <laughs> then we'll be Well, not this podcast. We'll be doing some kind of pop podcast, oh well if this- these actors keep working i don't see why we couldn't keep doing this podcast it's true um anyway uh uh so terry and amy i i got a little confused there so they've got to get his thumbprint but then i thought that well Ta- amy is upset because she finds out that holt is retiring by accident um, and then they have to get the thumbprint from O'Sullivan. But I thought that what they were upset about at first was that he'd given the money. And I was like, shouldn't you guys be more concerned with the fact that in trying to take this man's laptop, you took money from him? Like, I feel like that's really the more concerning thing in a police operation where you're trying to steal the union guy's laptop. I don't know. Uh, that was that seemed especially sketchy, but I guess that wasn't what they were worried about. So. The the vows. They're saying they're re-saying their vows. Uh basically, um Holt a, 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 a is talking about how f- at, to him, you know, at first when they got married, he thought of it more as like a legal contract, but now he sees a, a marriage for what it is, which is a give and take and you know, all that sort of thing. Um, I don't know. I found that to be very moving. Again, I'm just very invested in this relationship between these two dorks. And I was just really happy. I feel like a lot of shows use weddings as a way to kind of close out a season, but this felt like earned to me. I don't know if you felt that, but after everything they've been through, it felt like it was earned. Yeah. Um, so the police reform program gets improved, uh, approved. Um, Holt gets promoted to deputy commissioner of the reform and Amy gets promoted to chief. I don't know what any of those roles mean. Well, though. they're bigger roles, you know, they're bigger roles that so it means that a- Amy is moved up from sergeant to chief. Um Amy does her dork dance, which I absolutely love. And now Jake and Amy have to figure out how they're going to juggle parenting and Amy's new job. So I assume that's going to be what the next episode is about. Uh did you have any final thoughts on renewal? It seemed like an episode that was setting us up for the finale to me. Um, my favorite parts of any episode are always Holt and his partner. Mm, like, yes. I just love Holt. Holt is my favorite character. I get that. I feel like you guys would be friends. I feel like you guys would well, be good friends. I think he's I think he's very uptight, but <laughs> I think that he's the actor is very f- mm-hmm. funny. And the jokes that they write for him are like the best jokes. And it's I think it's because he show. he really excels at that deadpan delivery. Yeah. Um I think I also I we didn't really talk about it but I also wanted to h- highlight uh Andy uh his he had a very great a nice scene where he's talking to Holt about uh Amy and how like whenever he has a difficult decision to make with Amy, 
he they do it together and that it's mm-hmm. hard to make these decisions but when he looks at Amy yeah that was sweet yeah he just knows he just knows the right thing to do and I can't say that I have that kind of synergy with my own partner but I definitely love the sentiment and uh, I thought uh, Andy did a really good job with that scene yeah uh, I always like to see Jake's love for Amy I'd like to see more of it um I know we only yeah. have two episodes left but um yeah uh I I liked renewal I loved the I think the parts with Kevin and Holt were uh, and Kevin and and Holt and Jake going on their little where they were doing their bit where they were stuck in the basement all of that was very good don't you find it funny that Kevin's last name is Costner I did that made me laugh too <laughs> I'd forgotten about that um yeah, it felt like, uh, but it did feel like we were kind of setting up the dominoes for the next episode, which I believe, not that we're looking to that because we're not doing it next, but I'm pretty sure the last two episodes are a two-part finale, I think. Um, did you have any final thoughts on renewal? No. Yeah. Okay, well, I guess that is, uh, that's going to do us for these two episodes. Uh, Sarah, are you ready to say goodbye to the 9-9? It looks like we're going to be saying goodbye to them in the next two episodes. But then uh, hello to them again when we go back to the beginning. (laughs) We're going to say goodbye to them in season seven. Yeah, you're right. Well, do you think we'd watch season eight again just just to get it with fresh eyes? Or you're like, no. (laughs) No? I don't don't think so. Do you know how long it's going to take us to get to season eight? I think I'll watch them again, but I don't think we should discuss them on air again. Okay. Well, let's, you know what? Tweeted us at AdamAndyPod when Sarah and I, because Sarah, we're, we were going, what, four episodes at a time? Yeah. There's like 80 episodes. Do you know how long it's going to take us to get to season eight again? A long time. It's going to, I'm talking years from now at the rate that we're going. So tweeted us listeners at Adam Andy Pod. Sarah and I are going to go back to watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine. We left off in the first season. Uh, for me, it's uh, mostly a rewatch. Uh, it's, I, I missed season seven, so that one will be new to me. But uh, Sarah's basically watching it for the first time. Uh, listeners, do you want us to go back to the be- Do you want us to go through season eight again? Uh, would you like us to watch season eight after we've watched the first seven uh, tweeted us at Adam Mini Pod, and we'll come. Maybe we could do like Sarah. Maybe we could do like a season eight, like a two part, like retrospective, rather than do each episode individually. You know, I feel okay. like we should at least, and it's going to be years from now, so I think we'll have plenty of time. Uh, assuming that we're going at the pace that we're going, which is four episodes uh, every month, is what we've been watching. So it'll take us a while to get through it. I think at this rate at least a year or two um okay uh your moments of thirst do you have moments of thirst this week i have one Ooh, it is I'm ready. where he does he thinks it sounds like a moan mm-hmm. like a seductive like a sexy moan mm-hmm. but who does holt is like is that like a, a nutria's last gasp or like what is the joke uh i don't like remember a, what the joke was but i remember holt's moan was something like hmm <laughs> I know, but but Andy did a moan. He did. Holt made fun fun he of did. it, and how he made fun of it is that's your moment of thirst. Like, is how is Holt making fun of it? No, oh, not not the moan. It's Andy's moan. Oh yeah, that was which is on my list as well. Weird yes. and adorable. Yes, and just mostly weird. Yes, but kind of adorable. Yes. 
Uh, I also really liked, and I know that uh, Holt said it in a much sexier voice, but I loved the way that he said, the gas lines, the pressure just builds and builds. <laughs> I was like, yes, yes, it does. <laughs> uh, yeah, I had that down too. That's a great, that's a great moment of thirst. Um, okay. Uh, so I had a couple in addition to that. We had Jake in a suit again. Uh, you know, I love Andy in a suit. Uh, he's in a, he was in a suit for the wedding. So I, I love that. Uh, or at least he was in the first half of the episode before he put his like workman's clothes on. Um, also he had the leather jacket on again in the, in the, uh, Boyle episode, but not with the hoodie on for the first like half of the episode. And I was like, Ooh, I like Jake in leather. I like that leather jacket. It's just, it's hugging his shoulders and I'm into it. Um, so I was, uh, so that's one of my others. Uh, he did his weird Batman voice a couple of times. It was very gravelly and seductive and I was into it where he would, yeah, I'm a detective and I'm doing this thing. And he had like sort of dropped the register of his voice. Um, so those are my moments of thirst. Nice. As you would imagine, I'm normally up for pretty much anything in the bedroom, but I can't tell if what happened was weird or sexy. Do we have some Adam and Andy trivia this week? So we have a little bit of trivia. Yes. Lay it on Game me. of Boils. Yes. That's not related to a- Andy, but it's related to the episode. Ooh, I'm excited. Yes. So Lay it on in me. Game of Boils, the flashback showing Poppy show the actor with a green glove mm-hmm. on which uh, was supposed to be erased via special oh. effects due to the character losing his hand yes. in an accident. They forgot. <gasps> I'll have to go back and um, look. Did you go yeah. back and look? I didn't go back and look. Okay, well, I'm no. going to go back and look. But yeah, so apparently he has a green glove in some play- play places and they just were like, oops. Oops, it's the last season, fuck it. <laughs> well, okay, let me ask you this though. You are you didn't really watch Game of Thrones, right? You only watched like a couple of episodes with me. Of the last season, yeah. So in the last season, there were actually quite a few technical slip-ups. Like, I don't I remember the... The Starbucks cup. The Starbucks cup. There was another episode where you could see like a water bottle, like a like a like a plastic water bottle somebody had tucked under their chair. I have to wonder, was it a mistake or did they leave the green glove on purpose as a nod to Game of Thrones and all their technical slip ups? Hmm. I don't know. Tweeted us at Adam, Adam Andy Pod. Do you think did the creators of Brooklyn Nine Nine miss keying out? That and that's what you call when you remove something mm-hmm. that's on a green uh, background or whatever. Uh, did they forget to key out or rotoscope out the hand, or was it a nod to the technical mistakes in Game of Thrones, which would be really the only thing in this episode that reminds me of Game of, Game of Thrones because it was basically Knives Out. It was not Game of Thrones. Yeah, no, no. Uh, I wonder if I wonder why they did. Why did they call it Boils Out? Why didn't they call it Boils Out? Ugh. Uh, is that, is that, is that it? Yeah. That was great. That was an excellent piece of trivia. Thank you so much. Um, I'm going to be thinking about that and whether they did that on purpose. Oh, you look awesome. Come the fuck upstairs. <laughs> okay. But wait, I have to worry about something. What? If you come up here, I'm going to tie you to my bed and keep you for at least three days. I'm just in that kind of mood. Uh, are you ready to find out what we're watching next time? Don't we know? Well, let me put it this way. Um, The next thing we're watching is not... Well, okay, so we are going to be doing House of Gucci. But House of Gucci doesn't come out until um, 
November. November, and we're watching it. Now, don't reveal what our surprise is, but we do have a surprise for that House of Gucci episode. I don't want to reveal it yet, but we have a surprise. You know what it is. I don't remember it. Well, you don't remember it, but I'll tell you off mic. We do have a surprise, listeners, for the House of Gucci episode. I think you're going to like it. Uh, We are watching House of Gucci, but you, so you and I have a plan to watch it on um, November, December 1st. That's when we're uh-huh. watching it, which means we're recording on December 2nd, which means mm-hmm. that the that episode is going to be an Adam episode will come out in the second week of December. But Sarah, we are also recording an Adam episode in on the in this month on the 18th, which is right after Adam's birthday. Which means we have to watch something else before we watch House of Gucci. And Correct. I don't know if you remember this, but you and I made a promise about what we would watch every December. Do you know where I'm going with this? Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just... But wait, it's November though. I know, but we're since we're watching House of Gucci in December, I had to move it up a That's month. That's right. Okay, okay. So... Star Wars? So I've, I've got... I've queued it up. This is what we're watching next. Last Je- Jedi. The Last Jedi. The Pantheon. In the Pantheon of Adam Driver characters, Ben Solo, in the horniest Star Wars movie ever made, we're watching The Last Jedi. Okay, the first one is called... The Force Awakens. <sighs> Force Awakens. We did that last Jedi, December. Then The Rise of Skywalker. That's right. Okay, okay, okay. I was just trying to re- re- remember the names. Right. So this is the, so this the, is sec- the, middle. the second one. This is the Ryan Johnson directed... Um, you know, uh, force bond, you know, mm-hmm. uh, second. This one is pretty sexy. This is a sexy ass movie. Okay. So I'm really excited about this. You know how much I love star Wars and I know you only let me talk about it in small increments. And now you're going to let me talk about it for like up to, up to two hours. And, and, and so listeners, we had promised ourselves and you that we would cover one of the sequel trilogy movies every Christmas-ish time because that's when the Star Wars movies usually come out. And I had been feeling sad last Christmas because there was no new Star Wars movie. And so we did The Force Awakens and then we're like, we'll do The Last Jedi next December. But because we're doing last, because we're doing House of Gucci in December, I moved it up. So the next thing is, uh, so here's what we're going to be doing for the rest of the year, listeners. Uh, last Jedi is our next episode. Then we're going to do, we're going to double Adam. We're going to do double Adam and we'll do Hasaguchi with a special surprise that I'll, I'll remind Sarah of after we get off with Mike. Um, and then, so we're, and that means we're going to end our season two of the Adam and Andy podcast with the final two episodes of Brooklyn Nine-Nine, which I think could not be more fitting. Nice. Noise. Andy, you're right. Noise. Noise. Um, so I'm so excited, Sarah. We're gonna talk about Star Wars. We're gonna watch Star Wars. We're gonna watch one of my favorite movies. Can we watch it movies. together? Yes, please. Can we? Mm-hmm. Oh my god, we have to watch it together. <gasps> I'm so excited. Oh my god, I'm so excited. I can't wait. Uh, listeners, that's. Oh, do you want to plug your Instagram? You should plug your uh, Instagram. Sure. Let's do that. So I have an Instagram account called Hedgehodges Bod Paws. Mm-hmm. It's H E D G E H O D G E S underscore b-o-d-p-o-s um it is about my personal journey with weight gain weight loss eating disorder 
body dysmorphia insecurities etc cetera, etc cetera, but also makeup and clothing mm-hmm. which i love and it's a way to express myself artistically mm-hmm. but also like um i just like to i just like colors and pa- patterns and textures and um it's just a way to share 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 that like when i go on instagram i like to look at pictures of w- 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 women that are plus size and that wear cool makeup and like wear cute clothes and stuff. And it kind of like is uh, a boost for me. Um, so I hope that other women and men can look at my, my profile, my um, page. I was it called uh, your, your uh, gram, my gram and be like, <laughs> Ooh, I feel good about myself because she feels good about herself. I don't know. I love so, it. I love it. Everybody check it out. Yeah. Uh, you've already got some really gorgeous pictures up there. Many of them by the fabulous Lola Scott. Yes, it's true. Uh, who also did the photos for our shoot, which there mm-hmm. were sort of sprinkling on our Instagram account. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, go check it out. Uh, uh, Sarah, I love that account. It brightens my day every time I see it. Oh, um uh, and listeners, you can find us on social media at Adam and Andy Podcast on uh, Facebook and Instagram. Uh, and of course, you can find us on Twitter at Adam Andy Pod. Uh, tell us what you thought about these episodes of uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine. Uh, tell us uh, we we covered a lot of ground this week. We talked about you know actors and intimacy, and we talked about uh, baking. Uh, anything you, anything, yeah. feelings you feel or thoughts you've had about anything that we've said. Uh, one of the things I, do you think that baking is intimate? Do you think bacon is intimate? Do you think people should bake together in the nude? We won't be, we won't, we be, won't be, don't worry. but other people could. They could, it'd be very unsafe. It There'd be would. flour everywhere. There'd be chopping implements. Raw eggs. Raw eggs. You don't want raw eggs near your junk. No, you definitely don't. Uh, that's, but if you, but you know, uh, I guess to eat, to each their own, you know, uh, what would a nude baking competition show be called? What would a nude baking, baking competition show be called? Let's see. Uh, what if it was a nude baking competition show about people who are faking an orgasm while they bake and it would be called faking it, faking it, faking it. So they're nude baking Nakey and faking it. They're nude baking, but then they, they, but they, but 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 for whatever reason, they can't uh, achieve an orgasm yet. They don't want to disappoint their partner, so that would be called faking it. And then they'd be rated you know, on how good the fake orgasm is. That sounds amazing. You know what <laughs> is uh, a fun fact about me? Yeah, I find kneading dough very sexy. Oh, okay. Like I, there are shots of like people like. So you like that tactile? Like I'm like, yeah, fondle that. Do you think do you think Andy might fondle some dough on baking it? Will you be able to handle it if he does? I don't know. Oof. Okay. Like yeah, the dough. I don't know why. I'm just like I'm just imagining that's me. So like, and you're like, so instead of, so of course in on Brooklyn Nine Nine, they were there were a lot of jokes about Holt watching porn, which I also liked. But if for you, it would be you would be watching people need dough. Yeah. Okay. 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 I'm, I'm into it. Uh, <laughs> listeners, uh, uh, hope you join us for the next episode where we'll be talking about the last Jedi. Um, and, uh, I'm going to go f- finish chugging the rest of this green tea and I'm going to go see the Eternals. Yeah. Have fun with that. Thank you. I Let hope, me know how it goes. It looks good. I hope, I hope it is. It is 
two hours and 37 minutes long. Stay awake. Don't pee. I won't. Well, now I've drunk all this tea. I'm going to have to pee right before I go in. I'm going to have to like unload the tank right before I go in there for this two two and a half, over two and a half hour movie. Yeah. All right. We'll see. We'll see it. We'll catch you next time, listeners. Yeah. See you. See you around. Thank you.